happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purposeful football all the time. And providing you had a kick up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. Absolutely nailed it. Hey, first thing I noticed, I actually said this in the uh, match thread, it was multicultural round this week. Not yeah. much really said about it. Yeah. Um, but every year they like to trot out the players from different backgrounds. Yeah. They got desperate this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah. goes like, you know, one of your grandparents was born, you know, in another country. That, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, that'll do. But one player they didn't trot out this year was Magic Door. Yeah, really? didn't worry about it. Yeah, I um, think uh, they had to sort of play a bit by ear because, like you said, you know, not trotting out Magic Door. I think uh, they really wanted to have a chat to some of the international players that have a profile, um, like Nick Nanui, but unfortunately he was unavailable. Well, that was you know, Friday, but um, they brought out, I saw um, Paul Piopolo on um, Did uh, they? AFL 360 and, and some stuff well, like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to talk about multicultural, dwarves are a different culture entirely. Absolutely. He, you know, um, he's. Still reeling from his last visit down to St Kilda in their postseason, but um, and they were sort of saying, you know, what's it like? And he's like, well, I was born in Adelaide, you know. <laughs> he goes, oh, actually, no, my parents were born in, in you know southern Italy or wherever. Yeah. Anyway, getting a bit desperate, but um, it, it is good for when they show the highlights and put in the like the Italian commentary or the Arabic commentary. I have seen yeah, that. It yeah, is kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. Um, so you know, if that's the only reason for it, then it's good enough for me. But onto what actually happened on the field. Uh, Friday night, we had one of the most predictable Richmond performances. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> one week after knocking off the Hawks and, you know, their, their greatest win under their current coach, you beat your house on it. Next week, it's not happening for them. Yeah, I mean, the the writing was on the roll as soon as you saw that Brett Deledio wasn't making yeah. the trip down there. You yeah. knew straight away. Um, I actually intentionally checked out the, the matchup beforehand and saw that there were zero milestones this weekend. Uh, yep. No Brett Deledio. Nope. Um, so based on the information, I actually went out to a new restaurant down in Preston and had a good night. Ended up down in the back bar at Carl and Sellers. Got hammered on a large selection of whiskey and yeah, Friday night was fucking fantastic. Because <laughs> you didn't watch a second yeah, of the footy. Exactly right. Saw the scores. That was enough. Um, and to be honest, the scores were flattering. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. What, what do we got? Um, uh, I'm not talking about the the... End of the score. I'm talking about like the 11-22 and the eight four. That's all yep. that went. All right. Well, that's that. That's that. That describes that game. Um, I think Big Tex kicked two goals, five or something like that. Yeah. Um, he he, he gave Rance a bath. Oh, yeah. He, he smashed him, but he had so much of the ball. Um, he could pick and choose which ones he wanted. And it's good to see he actually had a, a fair bit of the ball as well because well yeah. he was playing confident as well. I remember one. He's fended off uh, Rance with his I think his left hand just. Big don't argue as the ball's coming in. Yep. Marked it one-handed in the right hand, just stuck it right in his bicep. And you have to be a confident player to do that, just like holding off the the form. Uh, the All-Australian fullback. Yeah. He's, he's going to be All-Australian fullback. And he's probably the best fullback since Scarlet. And, uh, yeah, just holds him off with one hand, grab a mark, UBE. Kicked a bit of a shanker, but, uh, you know, he, he did the hard bit. It's just, from the Crows' point of view, it is the only shame is um, Betts and Walker, what, four goals, eight between them. Um, so plenty of opportunities, just couldn't uh, finish them off. Yeah. When you get the win, you know, the, working on goal kicking, that's, uh, that's the easy part. Because yeah. he is usually a decent uh, converter. Not, not league leader, but uh, he's normally 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Eddie Betts got married during the week as well, so he's one win, one loss for the week. <laughs> it's 
isn't that amazing? Just uh, decided, hey boys, you come around, nowhere. come around for a barbie. Actually, you know? I saw his uh, his son was in the rooms as well. Was he? he? He had to get um, he had to get a concussion test because danger took him out. Really? I, yeah, didn't, I didn't see that. Was that before, before the game or something? Or no, it was afterwards? after the game. Like uh, he's warming down on the bike, and his son's in his arms. I, they did say his name. I can't remember it. And then he's sort of walking around with his son, but his son's sort of being cradled because he's only a few years old or whatever. Yep. And uh, danger sort of just turns around. Clocks him an elbow. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not a good. Word. And uh, yeah, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't as bad as I'm sort of yeah, well, making the story uh, sound. But I'm sure I mean, we would have read about it. If I'm pretty him. sure he's yeah. describing his first day at training. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a bad couple of weeks for the kids of the footy players after Chaplin um, decapitated his kid running through the banner for his 200. <laughs> oh, I've got some jokes. No, no. We're, no. We're, we're still in Adelaide as still. it is now. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, no, I thought. Um, Eddie Betts, Taylor Walker, those two guys had tons of the ball. Uh, Eddie had a few nice little ones, and Taylor had a long bomb, uh, a captain's goal, you'd call it. But uh, they just had winners on, on every line. Yeah. Um, Richmond, they do look such a different side once Delidio's in there. And like you say, this it's just never going to happen, but, geez, it could have been a bit cleaner of a game. I mean, you'd like to say it's the loss you had to have, but that's the loss you absolutely <laughs> did not fucking want. Well, it is a pity for Richmond because they lost. La- sorry, they won last week and go down one spot. Yeah. <laughs> Lose this week, go down another spot. Yeah. They're in danger now. I mean, they can actually not make the eight. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that Alex Rance's guard's wrong. So, he's not fucking helping us out much. So. Uh, It'll be a test oh, of uh, how many are bandwagoners and how many yeah. turn up. <laughs> the one bright spark I thought for Rich, well, you know, that's several bright areas, but uh, Camden McIntosh, he's come along really well. And I thought he he didn't um, flatter the st- statistician too much, but he stood up and did some smart things. He works hard for he a first does. year player. Bloody oath. Um, and I thought he did quite well. Yeah, I mean, they're just. I think he's carrying momentum over from Red Round. It's the the <laughs> ring around. So he's, you know, just, last week he enjoyed yeah, it. Maybe just so. carrying on forward, you know. Still that momentum in this game. He was a Crouch was very lucky. Um, he hit uh, Cochin in the right in the jaw, and it looks like the MRP said it was an open hand, so it's okay. But in one way, that so was a bitch slap. A little bit, yeah. Bitch but, slaps are okay. Well, <laughs> Cochin's been getting away with it for Tell weeks. You what, Vickery's value's just gone way up. <laughs> Yeah, but Koch has been getting away with the little tummy taps. You remember the last couple of times yeah. they said it's been an open hand. So now he's got one back. You reckon the MRP has just gone, yeah, take that. Yeah. It's like the old Bill Harrigan referee in NRL. Yeah. You hit him first. Yeah. You hit you. Him. Now get on with it. Get on with it. I don't, honestly don't understand why the tummy taps are allowed. Like if you punch someone in the belly, it's fine. Well, But if you punch someone in the jaw, it's not. I mean, you can still knock someone out with a, a liver blow. Well, they still, still someone. This, the tummy punches, they still get fines and stuff, but it's just... If it's an open hand, then it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I don't know. If you're going down from a tummy punch, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, get the fuck up and keep playing footy. Uh, so anyway, Adelaide got a good win on a Friday night. Yeah, it'd be kind of funny if you just had two blokes standing right in the middle, just punching each other in the belly, just uh, <laughs> like Don Fry. Don Fry. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say they'll make you two for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking retards. <laughs> I want to see it so bad now. Speaking of fucking retards, Carlton Collingwood MCG. Um, first thing, there was only I think fifty thousand there or something like that. Um, in the last 10 years, they've been averaging 65 at this game. Mm, yeah. um, so a little bit disappointing on them, but I can't say I'm surprised. No. And I mean, if you follow... Well, it was a bit cold. Yeah, but if you follow the Collingwood 
um, cheer squad or Joffa and that on uh, Facebook or Twitter, you can see they've had a little call to arms for their cheer squad. They, it's been sort of noted that it's been down in numbers and the passion's kind of gone since they're not, not had gone so well. Not just that. I think there's a lot of disillusioned um, with the the way the game's going. Yeah, um, and also it's the structure of the whole the whole system, really. Um, and without going into too much detail on it, because it's been done to death, uh, the AFL and the media have spent the last couple of weeks telling all the fans how terrible they are, and then surprised that they don't turn up. Well, yeah, yeah like, we won't talk about that much because yep, everyone's been, been talking done. about it. But um, people who've never been to the footy commenting about how the footy crowds are, I thought was fucking dumb. Yeah, stay out of it, Sydney media. Fuck you. Well, anyway, yeah, here's one thing. I think that Collingwood fan squad, like, they're pretty fucking crazy. A bit out there, you know what I mean? And it, I think, it's almost held as a benchmark of, of yeah. craziness, yes. But, but let's let's be, be honest. If we had to sort of get together a, a spectators union, you'd be right behind them as putting them at the forefront, of, wouldn't you? You'd get behind them and... But, well, people give Collingwood fans shit, you know, saying they're rough or whatever. Anyone that's ever seen... Uh, Euro soccer game you think the Collingwood fans are rough not even close just not not in the same ballpark we still don't have to separate our fans into what team they go for and yeah there might be the odd swear word slip and all that sort of stuff but no one's walking around with a fucking flare shoved up their asshole so yeah. I, I think it works out pretty well wow. I mean got to get a rock up before we can start dividing exactly them and shit right. so, yeah, there is that too um, <laughs> with what the the game put on the park um, on Saturday night, I don't think they're going to be coming back in droves just uh, just recently either. Well, they just got canned for the Friday night game for round twenty three, didn't they? They just got Richmond well, and well, North they, they had over. A, they had a choice, and they decided that it would be unfair for Carlton. Well, have another Friday. They, they decided to have the buy. It'd be unfair because they're predicting that Hawthorne will finish top four, and they'll yep. probably play one of the WA sides. Yeah, and they didn't want to give Hawthorne an extra two days break over the WA was sides. Was AFL saying that? Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I also thought it was unfair for everyone else to have to watch another Friday night Carlton game. Yes, so I think yeah. that was the big yeah. part. I don't uh, think anybody was look, arguing. I think the AFL was really coming and saying, it's unfair that we can make fuck all money on a Friday night in round 23. I think so. even Carlton was going, fuck, not again, please, please, <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Carlton are now playing Wednesday morning um, down at Princess Park. <laughs> I think for Carlton Hawthorne round 23, um, you could just submit the score sheets. Like, <laughs> yeah. just say, it, yeah. The game happened, trust yeah. us. Yeah. It happened. It should have been a Sunday night. Then the Carlton <laughs> players can come off the field, throw on a pair of pants and go straight to Mad Monday. <laughs> Um, the game wasn't that great. It never got to any real heights. Um, it was, you know, close-ish. And then, you know, Collingwood got out and Carlton yep. got back. Collingwood got out and Carlton got back. And that was about the length of it. Um, I, I, Sw- Swanee was awesome. Honestly, I would have given Dane Swan three votes, but I didn't know who the fuck he was until, like, the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like their best new recruit. Yeah. I was like, who's this new fucking... Oh, Dane Bean's back, is he? Well, I, I watched a bit of the game, which probably sets me apart from 90% of the people in Melbourne. Um... And I, was, I did see their forward line looked a bit all over the fucking shop. Um, you've got Elliot leading into a hole, and there's three other blokes leading to the same area. Like, well, Maybe that is one thing that Travis Clark gave them, was a little bit of structure, even if he's not kicking straight. Mm. And if Travis Clark is, a big fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> if Travis Clark's leading to a hole, Jamie Elliott's getting the fuck out of the way. Um, like it or not. Yeah, he, he's a star, don't get me wrong. He's but, hanging around uh, for a hand pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly so, and so he should. He's a, a little fella. He's a exceptionally athletic fella. But, yeah, he's uh, got he's a not, leap on him. He does, but he's not taking screamers over Ruckman. He's taking screamers over regular blokes. But uh, Besides Swanee, yeah. um, I thought Ben Reid was the big story. Yeah, um, yeah. Coming back, well, yes, it's been absolutely. over a year or something yeah. like that since he played. And yep. All the injuries. And Dominated Razzies as well. Yeah, worked his way back the hard way. You know, yep. more than one week in Resi's, which yep. after that kind of layoff. Um, 
to kick four goals in your return and some nice goals too yeah. from outside 50. It's just got to do a lot for your confidence. Absolutely. Um, and, and also, it's uh, because Cloak's out, he's filled that role. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, not only for your own confidence, but it does a lot for the your players around you, confidence oh, in you. Up. You know what yeah. I mean? Because no matter what anyone says, I guess uh, there are some players where, you know, if they're open, you're still looking for a second yeah. option before yeah. you get to them. They're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, uh, maybe, like, maybe not. Yeah. That's, that's when you kick it and you run to get that back up. So, yeah. You re- yeah, it does tell a lot for your own confidence on how the other team will trust you. Um, it also doesn't bode well for Jesse White, who was dropped last week. Yeah, it could be the start of his mixed martial art career. It could be. Telling you what. <laughs> if you look, well, I, I, UFC I, Melbourne's coming up. Yeah, you reckon he could take Ronda? Well, they've they've got no a, chance. They've got a history of putting some cans in that card, so yeah, we'll find someone for him. I'd love to see him versus Cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see Eston versus Cyborg. <laughs> Battle of the. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> Battle of the Niles. <laughs> Poor old Dank sitting in the crowd. He goes, I don't know who to go for. <laughs> sitting in the crowd, he'd be back in the truck up. He'd be like, oh, delivery's here, boys. Any wins are good for business. <laughs> um, I thought Cripps put in a, another great game too. I thought he did too. Um, the, all the talk on the radio has been who gets the rising star nod. Either him or Hogan. Him or Hogan. Um, look, between those two, I put Cripps... Um, because he, I think he's been more consistent. Yeah. Having said that, you know, Hogan's had a few games off here and there, but he has destroyed Rance and yep. he took hold of North Melbourne. Oh, he gave as well. um, Scotty Thompson, Thompson an absolute t- bat- bath. Towel and um, bath, tarth, whatever you want to fucking call it. He gave him a hiding. I think in the long run, Jesse Hogan's going to be more valuable, but at the minute, it's for me, it's between Cripps and Saad up yeah. at Gold Coast. I think um, Hogan's most impressive because... He's been sort of that lone star forward in a team that's not doing very well at all. But Absolutely. And he looks like excited in every single play that's coming down. He's excited to be on the ground. and he, yeah. The commentators, when I was watching that game, were saying how he's kicked the most out of a debutante forward of anyone. Like yep. your, your Franklins, your Roughheads, any full forward of the modern game, he has beaten them at this stage of their career. Yeah, but the Obviously is, a long way to go. Yeah, but the thing is, he doesn't look strong, but he always seems to have space, and he always seems yeah. to be taking marks out in front. He's not taking marks on his chest, and he's kicking yeah. kicking um, goals from angles, and just giving Backman yeah. shit. Well, we, we'll get to him in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was, yeah. something else I brought up there, but um, I thought Andreas Everett, um, he's at his third club now, and I, I think he's, uh, you know, a club that's going to finish down near the bottom is going to be looking to offload players. I think he's justified his spot, really. I think he's safe. Um, I, think, I think that's probably pissing him off, too, because, like, shit, I'm stuck in there. <laughs> when you're out. at your third club, you know, there's not many people to play for four. So yeah, you've you got to be thankful for whatever you get. Well, not many true. people that aren't that good that play for four, because he, he's decent, but he's no superstar. No, no, but he's doing his job. So you're trying yeah, to name someone who's played for four. Uh, I think... Yeah, think of anyone. Um, no, I, there is one or two. I was going to say Pike, but he didn't play for four. Yep. Um, he's got four premierships. Um, there, there is there is a few. Yeah. You can think of one, right. just send it to us on the Facebook or Twitter or some shit. And we'll ignore it. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I might give you a mention. I don't but know. the other thing about Andreas, you know how they go about the, he's a germaphobe and does the one finger touch? Yeah, oh, is that that guy? He doesn't yeah. fucking do it. Really? I was watching the game because I purposely went back to watch the highlights. He's given high fives normally, I think. So someone just touched him up. Either he's done it once and or, no, he's definitely done it the last two weeks. We well, didn't do it this game because huh. I, I took special notice to watch it. I don't know, maybe he's got AIDS or something, so the rest of the team just won't fucking touch him. <laughs> <laughs> like, or nah, some, one finger, somebody that's stitched it. him up. Yeah, could be. Anyway, who do they play next week? Uh, Carlton. They play Brisbane. Sure. Well, maybe he's worried about getting big source germs, so he's just getting used to it. I don't know. It could be. Um, but anyway, uh, Collingwood got uh, finally got a win. It's been a long time for him. Um, so they can enjoy that. And they've got a big game against Sydney this week. 
on to the game that we eventually got to. Um, <laughs> um, we were so late getting to this game. As a neutral supporter, um, we thought, well, I thought, Bulldogs versus Port. This is going to be a nice, free-flowing, attacking game. Great to go watch. Let's go. Yep. Um, we got to the game so late that the parking for uh, AF, uh, event parking at the DFO is 20 bucks. We are there. The parking attendants already left. <laughs> That's how late we were. Anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter. The first quarter looks boring anyway. Um, but, it, geez, the, the doggies look good. There's Absolutely. no other way to put it. They look good. They ran in packs. They were able to find a loose man so easily. Um, oh, Mitch Wallace. Yep. How good was he? Um, at the start of the year, I mean, everybody said this, but we'll parrot it anyway. They look like they could be a basket case this year. They lost you know, their yep. captain. Um, their best mm. and fairest in Liberatore went down. It's lucky we weren't amongst that bunch. Yeah, um, and even in this game, okay, so they've been running well. Um, Bob Murphy uh, had to pull out with old age. Uh, everyone else stood up. It was not missed once whatsoever. So who was the sub then? Uh, Kim Jong? Uh, Lin Jong. Oh, whatever. No, actually, I think he was on the field the whole day. No, uh, I Probably Dale, but looking by the stats, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, nobody else got injured. But, yeah, uh, Bob Murphy was uh, in the stands and... Uh, Leadership wasn't lacking out in the field. It's fantastic to see from a young side. And not as you, Bob yeah. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's already I, signed up. I he's think good. he's pretty safe <laughs> in his position somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just thought their running game was fantastic. Um, they were always in motion. I I yep. never saw any of them just walking around the field. They're always making their player accountable. So whoever's on them had to be in motion the whole damn time. Yep. And you know, once you've got the initiative and they're following you, you're a much better chance of getting the ball the next time it comes around the area. Well, that's the thing. I think, the like you said, you expect to be an open, free-flowing game. And, I mean, you're right in expecting that. And it's always going to execute that the best. But when you look at these teams, they both were susceptible to a really strong sort of um, zoning across the half-back line. Like, if they come yeah. against Hawthorne yep. or yep. someone like that, they tend to get found out. I mean, um, so, yeah. I mean, it was a match-up that, they were playing similar strategies and who could execute it the best. And Western Bulldogs definitely... Far, just, better, yeah. far better with the ball in yeah. hand. They pull um, Adelaide, pull mm-hmm. Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Just having a look. I mean, the eight top possession getters were all Bulldogs. So, I mean, they just had the ball all day. And you expect yeah. that when, yeah. you know, they've won by that kind I mean, of margin. I mean, if they had to listen to, the, to some advice from the crowd, maybe we would have fucking won. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny with a few of the Port supporters getting a bit boozed. L- let's face it. There was one Port guy <laughs> who looked like he didn't have a friend in the world standing behind us. <laughs> Piss is a fart all day. <laughs> and look, he's, he's come to the crowd, he's come to the game, and he's uh, paid for his $9 beers, so I'm, I'm pretty fair sh- play. I'm almost certain he would have come with people, but they weren't with him from what we saw. <laughs> no, they, he fucked up. But he was, uh, he was trying to help his team. He was trying to get across the line. I think it was three minutes to go, and they were down by 10 goals. He's like, not too late. Kick it to Wingard or some shit. I don't know. Score goals. Sound advice in any game. Oh, exactly right. yeah, you can't fault him. Can't fault him at all. If you don't base a strategy around that, then you're never going to fucking win. So... Uh, Port Adelaide currently sitting 12th going to find it I, I think it's mathematically possible that they can get into the finals but I think it, without Ollie Wines it's beyond them I was going to say Port don't know maths so yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't work for it'll be it. mathematically possible until September what do you oh, think, shit what do you think the issue is maths because I've got maths. a theory maths besides maths <laughs> um, I think they're not strong enough across uh, a back line yeah I think they're overcoached yeah, possibly. Because we, we were watching the game um, after, I think it was just after half time. They're uh, down a little bit, so they need 
um, they need attacking goals. Yep. And they started with an eight-man back line. Right. Mm. But the loose man plus another player was lined up on the centre square to charge through the middle. So okay. even though they had an eight-man back line, the Bulldogs still had a loose player. Yep. Yep. They lost the clearance, go straight out to the loose player. He's Jesus. about 60 out and <laughs> takes a mark on his chest. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, just a plan B would be nice, you know? Uh, and, you know and they In case the, we don't get the ball, are yeah, we fucked? They're like, okay, we'll... <laughs> I don't know what the th- theory behind it was. Like, okay, maybe they'll kick the ball to us and then we'll run it forward. I'm like, well, maybe you man up that guy then. I mean, mm. maybe it's just literally applying training to a game strategy where it's like, we don't have our position, we've got cones, and this is what you do. You get the ball, you run through the middle, they tap it down to you, kick goals. Yeah. I think some of the problems was then they were taking circle work because they go forward and back and forward and back and forget about kicking it. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. I actually think uh, one of their problems is on-field leadership. I think they've got some quality players, but uh, not any of the players who, like a Luke Hodge, who will actually pull other players into line and say, look, here's what you need to do, and kick their fucking ass if they don't do it. See, and we said that earlier on in the year, but Travis Boak's their captain, and he was playing blinders. Yeah. Um, Robbie Gray, I mean, maybe they're all... Um, they've got talent. Do as I, do as I do. Yes. Yeah. Not do as I say type. Yeah. But but, I, I don't know, but I mean, they've, they've had great seasons. The team just hasn't come forward. Yeah, but again... You need, um, like Corns, that sort of bloke who has the the years and the respect and he can pull the players into the game. Um, I, Robbie Gray is a phenomenal talent, but I don't see him involving other players as well as a guy like Corns or even Ollie Wines did. Well, here's the thing, Maybe I, that's just my expert opinion. I think that, I mean, there is that sort of do-as-I-do approach to um, uh, captaincy. But like the thing applet. is... That's where we got found out with Ablett, is that do as I do. Yeah, but you're not fucking Gary Ablett, are you? So I can't do that shit. But I think with someone like Luke Hodge, where where he he can have just as much effect on the game by not getting the ball, just by his directing people around. His biggest effect on the game won't be on the statue. It's being a coach, more or less. He's an on-field coach. He may as well be a defensive coach. But it's also cheating going on Hawthorne because if it's not him then it's Sam Mitchell yeah, then it's exactly. Sean Burke exactly. mm. they've got experience but it's more paying sort of uh, tribute to that theory of how you structure a back line and yep. how you set up a team where you, you, it's not so much what you do when you've got the ball and how you can set it up it's how you make sure you will implement the coach's orders and things like that well Porter also missing Alipati Carlisle who's out for the season um, to go yeah. with Wines I, I think season or you know the best part of what's left Yeah. so that's not going to help him um and they've, uh, they've still got some big games left too, I think. The other thing is, we were talking as we were watching it too, Paddy Ryder, lazy motherfucker. He's always been that way, though. Yep. Yeah, um, but he, he was exceptional. The ball, he gets the hands to the mark, drops the ball, goes in front of him three metres. He's not chasing it. No. And look, I think last week he did that a few times, but that was just pathetic. Um, it sticks out more too when the team's not going well. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, Ah, well, what can you say? He, he kicked a nice goal, though. It was, that he was did. Right in front he did. Of us. It was a pretty long bomb. So we know the talent's there. That's exactly right. It's yeah. always been the, the hunger's not mental application mm. and the hunger. Yeah. It's always been the way with him. And I've no idea why that would be. Um, you know, he's obviously coming to his second club, so you'd think he, if he's not going to do it now, he's not going to do it at all. Yeah. And you can't blame all the off field shit at Essendon because he was like that before. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, it, yeah. it, it is definitely a personal thing. And you think, if anything, the off-field shit would make him want to work a bit harder. But uh... Well, he was just lucky, like James Hurd said. Well, yeah, really. apparently. Yeah. Um, how comical was, uh, while we're talking about Ryder, the uh, Pittard not being able to kick the ball over the, out of the goal square. 
Oh. And then Paddy Ryder punching it through for a rush behind. Yeah, like there are certain things that um, assume knowledge you'd have of the, like the rules of the game. They've definitely got the bets rules. on the spread. Um, you know, punching a bounce in the goal square through the goals is one of the blatant things. It's like when you see players roll the ball to the opposition player when they've got a free kick and give away a 50. It's just one of those dumb things that even the guys playing in you know, bumfuck nowhere third grade know not to do. Yeah, but the oh. thing is, anyone who actually watches cricket knows that some motherfucker in the crowd with a laptop who's like taking bats from Pakistan <laughs> on the next score is going to be a Port Adelaide point. Or, or, a, or a, a Bulldogs goal. That one, yeah. That'll do. Um, I thought it was actually a good team play because Pittard would have been feeling pretty stupid not being able to kick it out of the goal square. And Paddy said, mate, don't worry about it. I'm there with you. How stupid's this? <laughs> so, yeah, good team play. So do you reckon when they just came off for the end of the ground, the coach is there just like shaking his Fuck fucking head? Guys. And he's like, what the... You fucking morons. Come here, dickheads. I, I think he's... Uh, he's uh, Hinkley's been, what, is his third year there or fourth year there? Probably fourth, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, but he's been riding a high since he got there, and I think he's been um, brought down to... Um, the, the the lows that can yeah, be a coach, yeah. um, but you know they, maybe they'll call this season character building or something like that. Well, they'll call it something. Yeah, you got to call, call it something. something. Yeah. Um, but on the Bulldogs, look, everything's coming up winners for them. Uh, Bontepelli looks back to form. Yep. They got winners all over the ground. Boyd's got it on a string. Well, Stringer's got it on a Boyd. I don't yeah. know that works. Yeah. Well, the small players are running fast tall and being and effective, and the tall players are taking screaming marks yeah. and kicking long goals. I mean, fuck East, me, that's all you can ask. Eastern Woods popping up for his intercepts. If you don't have the Bulldogs as like a second or third favourite team, then you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, absolutely. How can you hate the Bulldogs? But that's... They came out and said that earlier on in the year. Our problem is nobody hates us. You know, we want to be... I'm like, oh, you're so oh, cute, Bulldogs. Go, go, go they're, they're good cunts. Hey, how good were the uh, dancers <laughs> at halftime? Oh, I, I actually didn't um, see much of them until I watched a bit of the replay. Oh. The guys in the suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four guys. Oh, I'm saying four uni students in Bulldog suits yeah, doing, right. their, doing their crumping. Oh, really? <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but it was one of those things that's so horrible, you're like, mate, oh, I hope you get paid for it. It was like um, the furries. It was like they were trying to pick up each other. It was just a little... <laughs> What's weird? It was a little bit like, is this supposed to be a sexy humanoid bulldog? And we're supposed to be okay with this shit? <laughs> wow, you know, embrace you in a freak. Yep. They were embracing that fucking thing. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, we'll head up to the Q Clash, which is still... Yeah, they've got to do something. They've got to rebrand that. Yeah. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, yeah, since the start, they call it the Q Clash. I think they hired a marketing company to yeah, come up with like it. sounds like a knockoff of Barbecue Pitmasters or something. Something like that, the yeah. Q Clash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Billy Bob? Barbecues galore can sponsor that shit. It'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> You're fucking overpriced, though. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, I have got uh, some breaking news that um, due to the, you know, finishing 18th, the Lions are. That, so they've got rid of Brie on the line. They're going to run out through Cecil now. Uh, yeah, or, or at right. least part of him. I, I, I think you're going to say that the Brisbane Lions are so broke they didn't put their fucking content up on the AFL website. <laughs> no, that's just because I've got to refresh. Uh, okay. um, look, there is something good to say about this game. What, was Stephen it, Martin. There was a decent game. But uh, this is essentially the battle for bottom place and it was clear that both teams wanted to win. Yeah. There was no, you know, let's put our full back into yeah. full forward. There, there's none of that. Yeah. They're both struggling with injuries. Yeah. They were playing to win. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Exactly. Um, a lot of guys have been playing for their careers too. 
Yeah, and especially like in the Brisbane Lions team where we said that the skeleton, especially when you usually build a team from your midfield outwards, looks pretty solid. Like it looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, and that's keep why them all in we the expect them to have a much better a much better season mm. this year. Wow. It's just about filling the fat out on the bones. Yeah. Well, I think, the, um, like I said just before a second ago, Stephen, Stephen Martin, Martin yep. he has been a revelation yeah. in the last month. He's their best and fairest this year, I think, by a mile. Oh, mm. By far. By well and away. If he's not their best and fairest, he's certainly their most valuable. And yeah. also, I thought Zorko had a hard-fought fourth quarter for a team that you know was sort of batting a... Pushing, well, pushing shit uphill, more the, or less. The game was more or less put out of reach in the third yeah. after being tight all day. But yeah, he really didn't give up and... Put on a good individual effort, if that makes sense, where there wasn't much going on from a team perspective for a lot of the part, a lot of the game. But um, I thought Zorko was showed good leadership, good leadership in just getting the ball and saying, "All right, we're not, someone's not working, but I'll try and do something myself at least." Yeah, uh, it's good. And you know, I thought Mick Stay had a good game as well. He's um, he's popped up mm. for a couple of good games this year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's something. There's something I, they haven't been as shocking as an 18th place yeah. side could be also Luke Baguan it took me at least a quarter to figure out how the fuck I knew him yeah and I was was like fuck it it's Richmond that's the the dude he's back I think he had an alright game he had an awesome game he played really well I think he had four goals or something like that three goals three so he's had plenty he had plenty Plenty of the ball and the thing is Richmond he was a backline player we were trying to get him to be like a rance or something like that and he's come out like I think he had a knee injury might have an eye injury or something like that as well I I think he's one of those guys that just once you get back from one injury you find another one look at his little fucking bird legs you can see why But um, he had a cracker. I think it's his first game for a while, too. Ages. Well, gee, a nice little bag, too. Um, Tom Lynch obviously kicked five, but uh, Charlie Dixon, uncontracted. Yeah. Three straight, and I thought he, he went all right. He played really well. Yeah. He led really well as well, and also was good when the ball was around his feet. Um, did a lot of good things for kind of a tall man. I mean, the, the story's going around is that Frio looking at <coughs> But, uh, geez, if you're Gold Coast, surely you want Lynch and Dixon oh, sitting in the forward line. They've been very vocal that they want Dixon to, to stay. Yeah. Um, but, he, I mean, the, the truth is he's going to get big money offers from everywhere mm. um, yep. because key forwards are tough to come by. Um, well, again, he, he towelled up North Melbourne's back line. He played on Tarrant and on um, uh, Thompson, and he gave them both a high. Well, oh, he must be good then. He's, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> he's kicking goals behind their backs, literally. <laughs> yeah, which um, but to me, like Tom Lynch, he looked dangerous every time the ball was near him, and yeah. it was the same last week yeah. against mm. the Eagles. Um, when the you know, in the last minute um, against the Eagles, when the ball was going into the forward line, I was just looking. Where's Lynch? He's going to mark this. Yep. Um, his attack on the ball in the air was unbelievable. He's he, a fucking tank. So I do think they'll do everything they can to keep Charlie Dixon. Yeah. But if he goes, they know they've got Tom Lynch. Yeah, very true. And if he goes, you're going to get something pretty fucking decent. Or hopefully, if he doesn't well, just get in the free in the free agency and get fucked yeah, for him, but. Um, and I think uh, no they'll have one more year because um, they paid uh, well over for Malcheski. yeah yeah, yeah um, I, to be honest I haven't been impressed with him in the last nobody has well since he's, he's killed a, couple, a super coach he's had a couple of uh, decent games but too what, few at far in the between. needful no, there were a couple earlier. He, he might have had a couple of decent those sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it begs the question: like, uh, Malcheski was—I don't know if he made all Australian last year or was close to it. He might have been in the squad. I can't recall. Um, but obviously, played off in a grand final. Um, is it? Did he just look better in a better side, or has he really just gone up there for retirement? I think it's the latter. That he's just gone. Fuck this. I'd have to think he's broken or something. Like whether. He's been playing on with injuries where previously he would have been able to sit out if he was in the Swans still. He did sit out a couple uh-huh. of rounds, but 
he wasn't playing good before that yeah. anyway. I mean, he was a mature age recruit as well. And it's looking like they they come out all guns blazing and sort of they, they burn the can on both ends once they're in the AFL, if that makes sense. Yeah. Seems like they come out, they don't need that sort of introduction, that two or three years grace period to come good. They tend to come in and they fire and they burn out a lot quicker. Or he's gone to the Gold Coast when they had the reputation of the party club. He's turned up and they've <laughs> turned that tap off. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> he's saying, I'm taking my 600 grand or whatever he's on. You know, he's, I'm flying he? to Brisbane every week. Like, I had, all this, had this Coke fund ready. Just not, I think not. he's 31 or 32. and you know, He's got a couple of premierships. I'm happy. Let's go retire. Life's good. He's fucked off to Gold Coast to retire. He's down at Jupiter's Casino every weekend. Just fucking <laughs> it's all dried up. <laughs> clickety, clickety, clack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just another mature age recruit that's fucked up for the Suns. Yeah. Anyway, they got over the line in one of their rare wins without Ablett. So, you know, there's yep. something to celebrate for them there. But fuck me, they are a side with Ablett in it. Oh, oh my God. Know, it's scary. Still, you still look at it and you're like, is. you should be good. I don't yeah. understand it. Scary. Uh, Harvey Burnell, um, he had uh, a little bit quieter compared yep. to his last couple of weeks, but he still showed that he's got something. Yeah. Also, well, Solly got signed for the two years. As, as an assistant paid. coach, defensive defensive coach. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, another two years. Awesome. So, well done, Sully. Um, I tell you what, two years time when there's uh, when Hardwick gets sacked. Yep, fucking <laughs> bring him in there for sure. He's got Richmond. Stand- he always went to Richmond. Remember when um, for in Frio he had an offer for Richmond, four hundred k. Yeah, I don't th- think that was public either. But he oh. did get an offer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but it, he did get an offer, and he met with Richmond players, and some of them would, would have had to take a pay cut to afford him, and he said, I just don't like it. Yeah, but the thing is, he did accept it, and then he didn't renege on it, but he ran and said, I don't feel good about it. I yeah. want to stay Essendon. I think for that reason. And he wanted to be a life member, and, and they fucking canned, canned him, him the next year. nine years. <laughs> nine years. Ten years to be a life member, canned him. Oh, well. I'll tell you what, they probably have him back now. <laughs> Fuck, well, he's good friends with Hurdy, too, so... Well, maybe they wouldn't then. then. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> no, no, well, hey, there you go. Ken Hinckley wanted him, but he's put an open offer for him yeah, down again, at the port. Again, I don't think that was public either. Fuck it. He could coach Essen in 2017. <laughs> maybe so. Um, one more thing before we go to the goal, because you're right when you say they're a brilliant side to watch with Ablett in there, but having that, having Ablett out, having the superstar of the modern era sitting out, it's kind of like... Gold Coast to become that uh, hot girlfriend you have when you're younger. She never puts out, but when she does, once in a while, it makes it all worthwhile. She fucking psycho cunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly so. You just never know what one's going to fucking turn up. <coughs> but uh, yeah, we'll move on to the Geelong-Sydney game. Um, first thing I've got to say, Geelong look good. Um, this is the Geelong I thought was going to rock up at the start of the year. I picked them to finish in the top four. Yep. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they looked gone. Now they looked quality. And they beat the Swans in the midfield. And that's where the Swans should excel. Well, here's the thing that I think. I think that um, Geelong are a very, very sort of talented um, mental AFL team, if that makes sense. Like, yep. They've got the skills, but they've understood that we're going to be older now. We have to adjust our game plan to suit what our capabilities are. Yep. And I think that Scott's been excellent implementing a game plan that is in line with what their players are capable of. And also, they're smart enough to carry it out. And I think they're adapting the game plan now. That's why they had a bit of a lull, and they're coming back really good now against the top teams. I think you can't underestimate. Like we were talking before with Hodge being a director, yep. um, a coach, Bartel's back. And he's yep. been back for a couple of weeks. Yep. So the cobwebs are gone, but he is an excellent thinker. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. when you've got the guys like Lang and uh, Gregson running around, yep. he can do the thinking for them. Yeah, and, um, and what I think, especially with Bartel, is that he could be a gun midfielder, but the fact that he can be that valuable going across the back line, yeah. as small as he is, just as a testament to his ability as a player. Well, I mean, he's a Brownlow medalist, so it sounds yeah. silly to ever underestimate yeah, someone, exactly. but 
um, when you're at the the tail end of your career and yep. you've had a lot of knocks to the head. Yeah, uh, that's and I mean, the one. Not much to him. The one concerning thing for Geelong is the age. Um, the good money around says that Bartell is getting a, an extension, yeah. but they don't but, lack talent either. So no, I can't but, be forgotten. Um, Kelly Enright, yeah. Mackey. Uh, Johnson, all on the wrong side of 30. Yeah, and apparently they're all gone. Yeah. Uh, Stevie J uh, will move straight into coaching, is the the I mean, word that's going around. It's just adjust the strategy for the cards that you got in your hand, I think. Yeah. And I think they're doing a really good job of that, and we're seeing that sort well, of come to they're adapting. That's something I think that um, w- when you talk about like Fremantle or a Paul Roos coach side, yep. they have a strategy. Now, yep. these players are going to fulfill it. Yep. Where um, Hawthorne and now Geelong, they go, here are our players. Well, yep. here's a strategy that suits. Yes. Yep. That's where I think Port Adelaide have been found out, where yeah, they don't I have a plan th- B, C, D yep. for what they're doing. Um, uh, Selwood so, so playing his 200th game, um, yep. probably one of the better 200 games yep. um, out there. He was killing it. He was. Um, especially when you're going up against you know Kennedy, Parker, um, Jack, Hannabury. There's and a good midfield. Swans had some really good youngsters really step up, like especially not Hannabury. Who was the other young fella? Uh, Tom Mitchell? Tom, my name Mitchell. Someone else, I thought he had a H last name. But uh, Hen- is it Henry? Ha- Hannabury? I was like Henny. Oh, Heaney. 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 Yeah, Isaac yeah. Heaney. Yeah, Heaney. yeah, yeah. Had a crack yeah. of a game. Yeah, first year. I thought he's he a handy player. Yeah, I thought he did really well. Stood up and wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I wasn't intimidated by the he action can, at all. Playing Geelong as well. He's yeah. been a little inconsistent, but for a first-year player, yeah, he's yeah, really that. You're going to say, but sitting out six weeks with a knee injury yeah. will do that to you, though. Yeah, yeah. but, he, but Look, I thought he stood up and just didn't back down. Um, if he didn't have that knee injury, I think he actually set out eight or nine weeks, Yeah. Um, the Rising Star would be over. Yeah, He'd have it without a doubt. Yeah, Because he is... He's looked like a, a third or a fourth year player. He's that yeah. comfortable straight out of the well, game. Well, a quality third or fourth year player, not yeah. just one of the blokes who was lucky enough to fall through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. he's a first year player who's probably in the Swans' top 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is a team that's played off in two grand finals in the last three years. Yeah. It's no slouch. You know? Exactly. And he's standing out, and they look a better side with him in it. Yeah. And I think a lot has been said for people who are that young coming to the game that have composure under pressure like he yeah. does. I think that's a really sort of key identifier in who are going to be your future leaders and who are going to keep build a team around. With all the flack that and off-field shit that goes on about the Swans Academy, it shows, I think, um, when you've got a, an absolute gun talent yep. who's been brought into that, that academy system, um, can uh, adapt to AFL life very, very quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, yep. Because you've been nurtured through that. Yep. Or I can uh, just give every team an academy. Fuck it. Well, it'd be, it'd be nice, but, you know, um, yeah. dialing them up with... Yeah, there's lots of other shit that goes with it. No, everyone yeah. gets an academy. You can get uh, players from overseas, fucking bring yeah, them in too. The thing is, a Richmond academy in Richmond would be fucking empty. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't many people in Richmond that actually interested in football. <laughs> Probably so, same as Footscray. Um, yeah, but there you go. Growth areas. Yeah. Um, uh, Teddy Richards got rubbed out again. Um, well, I thought it was a little bit unlucky. But what? Teddy Richards got... Yeah, he bumped um, Tommy Hawkins. Um, it was a soft That bump, was soft as fuck. But it was head on. That, that was a free kick. But the thing is, Tommy Hawkins ducked his head down enough to brace an impact and then played for the free kick. Like, it was a high tackle, he, he high de- hit. He got a fine, actually. I don't think he's missing weeks. Say, because yeah, they said right, it was right. too soft. But you hit him in the head. We still got to do it. Did he get a fine or not? I don't know. But if he lost games, then fuck those guys, man. That's bullshit. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, it was a free kick and Tom Hawkins made sure it was a free kick. And I got no complaints to that at all. But if you're going to punish him for that incidental sort of happening, then yeah, no, nah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find it there, but I can't see it now. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it was just a fine. Um, run with that. Yeah, let's run with it. But look, uh, it was uh, 
trouble for the Swans down forward. No Franklin. Um, yeah. Struggling. Well, they kicked two goals in the second half, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, it's pretty hard to win games uh, when you're not kicking goals like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, according to that, they only had one. Might have been one goal in the second half, was it? One in the second half, from what I can see. There you go. So um, they, especially when you got the lead at half time. Yeah. And you're failing to put, them, put yeah. any more on the board. So yeah. they were 8 5 at half time and ended up with 9 9 at full time. So yeah, it's obviously yeah. what their struggles are. Um, so, yeah, you don't kick goals. You're always going to struggle to win. So that's not good form for the Swans. Four weeks out from finals. They've got Collingwood this week. Can they turn it around? Collingwood's always been a bit of a bogey side for them. Is it down them. here or is it... We'll find out. Oh, yeah. In other words, I don't know. No, it must be up there. must be up I'm, there. I'm not being racist, but fucking Goods looked racist. slow. You fucking racist. <laughs> Goods looked slow. He did have that nice snap and goal. He did. But, uh, he did have a couple of the chase downs too where he yeah. got uh, exposed. Who was it? It was, I think it was Lang. Or it was one of the, the youngins who called yeah. him. But the thing is, a lot of time it looked like he was playing out of um, full forward or that's the variant. Yeah. But I think play him on a forward flank and then float around sort of the wing to 45 metres out from goal. I think that's yeah. where he does his best work. Well, to me, his best work was always the fact that he was very mobile for a bloke his size. Yeah, he's, but he's not as mobile anymore. Or whatever, so yeah. you've got to change yeah, which the way is, play. Which is fine. And but, had knees. And, yeah. I think he's not good with his back to the goal. I think he's got to be facing the goal. I agree. Be I actually agree. Yeah, fair enough too. Um, but I think they needed him up forward too without Franklin. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and Tippett, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, well, Tippett's got to do, he's got to do ruck work <laughs> you know, as get well. Hands of fucking grand bill, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> one more year to go on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, uh, Geelong, as they do, seem to you know get shit sorted out at the right time of yep. year. Yep. Um, but yeah, Darcy Lang, I've mentioned his name a few times. I was really impressed with him. Um, I thought he's he's coming along well. And obviously he's got a lot of good leaders around him. Exactly. Like yeah. he, If you get the, the right youngsters in there, you, it's pretty hard to not make him the superstars with that sort of yep. um, uh, yeah, examples. I'm, I'm glad we didn't mention Stephen Motlop because fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that? Yeah, why is oh, that, Mr. Associated North, with North, North Melbourne? Melbourne supporter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he can, he can get fucked. Um, it, it's very uh, interesting to see Matty Stokes... Obviously got younger in the twos last week. So, yeah, really? Yeah, good on him. Oh, he got, a, got, oh, he got game. a game. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kicked the goal, so he's got to be happy with that. There you go. On to Friday night. Um, I think this is a very interesting game because it showed that scrappy games can actually be watchable. Yeah, I watched this game, so there you go. <laughs> there you are. So there you go. Prove it's watchable. There you go. Um, obviously, the, the uh, disappointment for uh, Nick Natanui losing his uh, mum on the Friday um, yeah. and not playing. It's a, a loss to the game as well, not yep. to have one of the best players out there, but exactly. obviously bigger things going on. Exactly right. Um, I feel sorry for the poor bastard, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's the oldest. And- especially when they started you know, having, showing the story of you know how he grew yeah. up and lost yep. his old man to cancer at two or something. And, yep. um, you know, it's emotional stuff, but it goes to show that um, the game's bigger sometimes. And if, yeah. if he comes back this week or, or you know, if he ends up taking another week off or so yeah. um, you know he's going to come back and right here we go yeah, yeah exactly um, yeah. It, it can give you motivation yeah but I mean it, it's especially someone he seems well, I've never met the blue dude but he seems like such a well to do guy like nothing you could say bad about him ever okay have you ever met a Fijian who wasn't the happiest nicest person <laughs> no but I've ever seen Every- like when they were playing Adelaide one weekend and he was walking down uh, Heinley Street and went into a shop and there just happened to be some other young little Fijian dude with the same haircut yep. <laughs> and they had a photo of him. Post the photo on, he, on his Twitter. Yep. I'm thinking, how, that would have been that dude's fucking best day of his oh, life, that little nice. fellow. You know what I mean? He's obviously got the haircut. Big Nick Nat Newell fan. 
just seen him wander into this shop that he happens to be in and get a photo <laughs> and Nick Knapp posted on his Twitter. Fuck, can you imagine if he and Dan Ricardo hung out? Never a Nick smile. <laughs> like two but, of the nicest cunts ever. I know. <laughs> can you imagine being in that room? You'd be the biggest bastard because you'd have to be. <laughs> you'd, have you'd, to be. you'd end up hating yourself just to be in that room. <laughs> you'd also be the poorest one in the room. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Eagles got off to a good start um, in trying conditions. I mean, when the rain was pissing down sometimes. Yeah. But geez, Hawks were butchering it in front of goal. And also, I know it's been posted online a fair bit, but fuck the me, that uniform looks like the White Power Ranger. Everybody oh, says it like, it, it does, like, flat out. Look, you know, they've got to sell new Guernseys every year, and that's fine, but... I'm trying to get in touch I, with the kids. I just... No, it makes the UFC Reebok deal like, look hey, good. Dad. <laughs> um, I like how they, they try and explain, you know, we've got this, you know, silver to represent, you know, the the, the success, and they're going in like, yeah, it looks is. like shit. Doesn't matter how you explain it. Yeah. It's crap. Also, you, you finished first more than you finished second, didn't you? So check the gold. Yeah, but the cup's silver. So Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Except for one. Most of them. 1996. Um, it was, from a Hawthorne um, fan's perspective, I was so glad to see them actually take some shots at goal from 50 because yep. they, yep. they can't kick set shots from 20. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Birchall and Burgoyne, you know, Burgoyne um, dodging around a couple and slotting it through. Because last week against Richmond, what they were doing was just handballing around the 50, yep. looking for that perfect pass. Also, was it Gunston as well? He kicked a couple of good ones and kicked some fucking shockers as well. I don't know if he kicked any goals, because I, th- I know he shanked some. I, can't if was, I, get, I get Gunston mixed up with Bert. Not Bert, hang on. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gunston kicked one that he had no business kicking. And no, I think you're, th- you're thinking about Bruce. Ah, oh, Bruce, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm too. There um, was... Um, I was saying, come around on his left and kicked a, a nice one that kind of yeah. mattered. But there was one player I liked. I think it was Gunston, uh, or it might have been Bruce grab, <laughs> run with that, grabbing the ball, and the uh, West Coast players have given up because it's right near the boundary, and he's handled it back into Shields, and Shields kicked the goal. Yes, and that was the one where BT was screaming, yeah. "It's out of bounds! It's and, out of bounds! Uh, it's so out of bounds!" So was Luke Darcy saying he said it out of bounds eight times or whatever, yeah. and uh, replay showed nope, it was in by well, about. Uh, Four centimetres? Somebody on uh, Reddit today, and, uh, you know, shout out to Reddit, and thanks for linking to the podcast. Um, yeah, now we're fucked, Atlas, though. They're yeah. going to expect us to be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did their CGI, um, CSI um, Perth um, analysis, and you can see it was actually in by a couple of inches. Yeah. But the thing was, um, it's so hard to see from the camera, the boundary umpire was right there. I thought it looked out as well. Yeah, but the I thought boundary it was umpire was... Like three meters away from it. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go with him. And look, the banjo umpires. I mean, to be honest, they got fuck all to do all night. So they're really excited <laughs> oh, when they've got anything they to do. Some turf. And the thing is, they're right on. They're like, I could have something to do. I want to run it. I could have something to do over there. And like, so when they're there, they're on top of it. Yeah. The one thing I really liked about that uh, CSI investigation um, on Reddit was the bloke who posted it up. Hadn't posted anything for two years. <laughs> so, so he's come back Waiting in for his and just chance. gone, my day has fucking <laughs> come. Gone right. Either that or forgot his regular password and well, looked maybe, his alternate account. Maybe true. Maybe true. I mean, all the rest of them were anti-vax stuff, so I don't know. But, uh, either he started like a legit account where he posted his own comments and then he realised, I'm a cunt. I'm going to put this under a pseudonym. <laughs> all the nice ones puts under his own one, but all the cunt ones he puts under his pseudonym. Um, or it was the actual boundary umpire who's had to step away from Reddit for a couple of years while he's got a job. Uh, again, because I'm going to talk about Hawthorne because I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Oh, um, really? Fair enough. I thought that the best thing that's ever happened to Sam Mitchell this year was Wayne Carey saying he wouldn't get a game because <laughs> yeah. because since that game, he's been 
killing it. Yeah. Um, when he ever gets the ball, it looks like people are scared to stand near him because you know one step either way, he's going. I, th- I think Harford is just his confidence. Like he's got the chest stuck out, yep. like a peacock walking around, and he's uh, sort of like he's that hesitation. Like, Fuck it, what's he doing <laughs> with this shit? I remember that uh, the funny thing was when they asked Mitchell about it, he's like, "Well, you know, I can't." He's one of the best players of all time, Kerry, so I can't really say he wouldn't get a game in my team, but uh, <laughs> he, he might struggle. <laughs> but honestly, though, what does he care? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. He, he's getting a game. He's got a couple of medals under his belt. He, yep. He's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, with that, I guess what he was trying to say was he's got so much support that he doesn't have to run it on his own back. But in, in other words, end, I, I don't think Mitchell cares. In other words, players look better in good sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, I, I think what he was saying was, look, you're better than me, but fuck you. <laughs> oh, no, Kerry was never saying anyone was better than him. Never. No, that was Mitchell. Oh, oh I, yes. Sorry, you are one hundred percent right. Yeah, but you know, thirty six touches. Yeah. What I was saying was that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you stopped there. Okay. Well, I just said it, and then yeah, you, you did get it the first yeah. time. I didn't give you the intelligence to get it the second time. Yeah, you, it was um, wise. Um, Eagles, I think uh, this game cost them uh, really because uh, they had a chance to win it. Um, but now that they've lost McGovern yeah. and they've lost uh, Lacroix, he's not challenging that um, suspension. Um, yeah. And he's still on two strikes. Um, did so, McGovern get reported too? No, he did his hammy. They rushed him back. Um, That's right. Like they say, 21 days for a hammy, and he came back after 15 or something like that. So yeah. in the third quarter, I think he, he went down again. Yeah. So it looks yep. like um, it's going to be probably three games, maybe four, and that takes him through to finals. Mm-hmm. and they need him. Um, but oh, having yeah. said that, uh, Will Schofield is playing uh, another great season. Yeah. Um, even last week uh, when I watched West Coast and Gold Coast, he knows the perfect time to leave his man, right. um, to go up and help uh, and make the spoil, yep. kill the ball, and then regroup. Yep. I think that's Such a good, good judge. Yeah, you're really good at reading the ball and reading the play. And, yeah. and I mean, I think that's sort of what Hawthorne Excel at, is having those... Um, generals are back like Hodge in that way. You yeah. can read a play and you can be that sort of second well, coach on the field. I think that's why they have such good decision making because you've got guys like Hodge, like a player gets the ball and Hodge is there saying, you know, uh, left wing yeah. or whatever. And immediately that's the, the player narrows down their viewpoint yeah. to go to that area and, you know, vice versa, all, all the way around. So anyone running, there's always a player telling him where his best options are because that uh, general of the area has already, you know, uh, looked around and... Uh, decided on the best course of action yeah and I mean with Maston Dowd isn't he uh, yeah I don't think he's play- no 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 he is there is Chris Maston where is he yeah, he had- oh there he was sorry well, I was looking for him before 19 touches thinking- he's kind of quiet by his standards but yeah um, you know it was, a, it was a rough night with a pissing down and I think I mean Cyril had 18 disposals I think that's what I said 18 but I think he had um, really good effective disposals. So, like, around a contest, he actually had uh, real impact, if that makes sense. Well, he, he always, always does. does. Yeah. Well, he went quiet for a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? He's had a good couple of weeks. Well, he, he, yeah. shit. he's one of those guys that... <laughs> he won't he's quiet be, against Richmond. He won't be your workhorse, but he'll have five highlight real touches. Yeah, Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> but there is so many times where um, the threat of where the fuck is he? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. When, tr- when the other team's trying to move yeah. it out of uh, fullback. And that's like when we're watching the North Melbourne game, we're looking at Nahas, doing like lots of good things, and it's like, yeah, but he's competing for spots like Cyril Rioli, who are yep. filling those spots out, and he's just not up to that sort of well, scratch. No. I mean, no. he's, he's a freak. He can do things that nobody yeah. else can. Yep. Um, on yeah. the 
Sorry, I'll say Gibson. Uh, I thought had a pretty ordinary one. Should be dropped. Yeah. Get rid um, of him. Yeah, another, fuck him too. Another Hale's not playing at the minute. Are you happy with that? I don't hate Hale because he he got cut. So I'm gonna say we did pick him up from Ballarat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you can't you can't begrudge a bloke who gets cut and then finds another team. That that's fine. <laughs> but Gibson, Gibson was when yeah. uh, Brad Scott's a coach, isn't it? He goes, look, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. And he went, all right. And they went, shit. <laughs> Um, God right, damn it. fuck off them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll tell you what, if Robbie Tarrant goes somewhere next year, he can get fucked too because we've put up with him when he was shit for a fucking decade. He's finally come good. Especially if he goes fishing. <laughs> um, for the Hawks, I thought uh, Ruffy, um, the first three quarters, I was just saying um, how quiet he's been and you know every time he goes near the ball he seems to give away the free kick or it just nothing goes right for him and then it came good kicked yeah. that beautiful goal on the left on the right sorry his opposite leg and it's those kind of little things you go right now it's all going to click into place see here's what I think I think that he was running around like a motherfucker for most of the game but yeah. it just wasn't coming to him it yeah. just wasn't for whatever just reason wasn't it just working. wasn't clicking yeah. wasn't working but what the credit to him is that he didn't stop running around he didn't stop chasing yeah. he didn't sit there and talk he kept doing what he needs to do, and then the game came to him, as yep. opposed to, he was doing everything he could, and it just wasn't working. Well, but he didn't give up. In in my mind, that's the difference between a player who knows he's going to get good delivery, and a player who's talented, but is getting it fucking thrown all over the place. Yeah. Like uh, when we used to watch Richmond and uh, Matty Richardson play, he was working his fucking ass off, but the delivery was piss poor. Okay. Yeah. They're always focused on Matty, Rich- on Matty Richardson, saying, look, this bad... You know this uh, poor body language. It's bad for the side. I'm like, yeah, yeah. so it's the fucking delivery he's getting. Yeah, and he's the, every right to be angry. He got all that, all that slack because people wouldn't actually check the game, watching the game, yeah. and don't realize what he did behind the actual fucking. Yeah, yeah shot watching the game, of, you see him uh, channel seven do a four point lead, pointing where he wanted the ball the whole fucking time, and sure enough, you get um, oh, Kane, Kane Corns, Kane no, Johnson, Kane Johnson, yeah, yeah, popping it right up over his head. You see him turn yeah. around and go, you can't. <laughs> yeah, um, so I can, I can't blame him, but. Uh, the point was that Roughhead knows that if he's having a, an ordinary first or second quarter, that he's going to get quality delivery uh, for the rest of the match. Yeah. He, he knows that the ball's going to be where he needs it, and it's going to make him look good. Yeah, that's a good point. If everyone's else doing their part, he knows if he does his part, it'll yeah. come to him. Um, Elliot Yo ended up uh, in the ruck in the last quarter after, um, uh, what's his name, uh, McGovern went down. Yeah. Um, wasn't embarrassed in the ruck either. He wasn't winning many taps. but yeah, He's um, making a contest of it. Yeah, against you know, um, McAvoy. Um, who's a, a genuine big-bodied uh, ruckman? Fuck oath! I was never going to say that. Um, it, it's good to see you know somebody that's usually a ball magnet is, is going in and like this is my role for the team. This is what I'm doing. I Definitely, I think if it's a coach, you give him the courage award for sure. Yeah, yeah, best, best, <laughs> best club man. It is shit, son, but you try real fucking hard. <laughs> uh, okay, on to MCG. In one of the weirdest games of the round, um, this looked like it was going to be a hundred points. Um, yep. North kicked what the first seven, something like that in the first quarter. Uh, I think it was seven to one. Seven to one in the first quarter. Oh, seven and, to two, sorry. And we're all over it, absolutely all over it. They them. looked a million bucks, and you. Then what happened? Like uh, like <laughs> Richmond, <laughs> they you, that bank account. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like Richmond. You, you see them doing well, and you're waiting for that second shoe to drop. The scary thing is, it was exactly like Richmond. Yeah. yeah. So. If you need advice, just come to me. I'll be able to go through the season, the well, next one. Inconsistency's one been a bit of a calling card for Richmond the last couple of years. But well, same stop. as North. I'm 30 years old. It's been the story <laughs> of my AFL life. The only uh, consistent one at North has been Goldstein. Um, I thought 
uh, Gorn actually beat him in the ruck. But around the ground, Goldstein just tore it up. Um, he dominated as a mobile big man, but not as a ruck. He dominated as a on-baller. Yeah. yeah. He is about 2% less than Dean Cox at his best. Uh, yeah, and I think that's about the big which is about saying you're two percent less than the one best of the, ever. But the thing I is, still look, say Dean Cox is the best rugby yeah, look, ever. Absolutely. If Dean Cox didn't have Ben Cousins, Mark, uh, Mark, not Mark Kerr, <laughs> Daniel Kerr, Daniel Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> if he had that, if he didn't have Jordan yeah. Longley, look, if any team had Mark Kerr, <laughs> fucking hell, you'd be lucky to find opposition. <laughs> if Daniel uh, Kerr, Chris Judd, Ben Cousins, all yeah, those yeah, cats, yeah. You know doesn't I mean. matter. But he was still the best ruckman going around. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that. Um, Goldstein isn't just a ruckman he's a rover as well so yeah. he does his ruck work and then backs it up with his own fucking roving work he's got Ben Jacobs around him <laughs> he had a good match Jacobs. He ben, ben sorry what's his last name a <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Nahas was around there too and fucking irritating little shit he does some brilliant stuff and then fucks it up with the decision making and uh, we were watching the game and I I think I called it a few times like now don't do something stupid sure enough straight at the opposition but again though that's what you get when you get Nahas Oh, you, tell you, you what, can't complain. I, th- I thought there was Richmond joke in there. <laughs> he still wasn't embarrassed compared to Jack Watts, though. Oh, Watts mate. did much dumber shit. You know what? What's the real sad thing about that is Watts has actually shown improvement in the last month. Yeah, looked like he was finally even, settled in. Even sadder. Nahas does dumb shit, but uh, Watts kicked it straight to Nahas. Nahas gets a goal. And they're both running off. And the whole fucking uh, time, Nas is right in his ear, just giving it to him. fucking yapping. Yeah. And he can't say shit back. No, because you've done it. Because it happened, and he, you just see him going, oh, fuck, I'm going to cop it from this shit, Ed. I'm going to cop it from Ruzi when I get to the boundary line. Life sucks. But see, if, if I was the coach of Melbourne, and I probably never will be, but probably I would not. be completely okay What do you with- mean, Probably. <laughs> Well, I've got a resume written up. You know, I've got, I'm okay. going to chip in a chair. I've got a chance. Chip in um, a chair. <laughs> you know, if, if I was Paul Roos, I would not be disappointed if Jack Watch just punched him fair in the fucking nose. <laughs> At least like, he shows something. Show something. Yeah. yeah, just go, fucking, I'm pissed off. Fuck this shit. I'm sick of it. And just punch him square in the nose. And I mean, it's Nahas, so you know he's not going to injure it and he's going to be able to play it next week. So. <laughs> if, if, if Jack Watts did, I'd fully expect him to apologise afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm but sorry, it, old chap. Yeah, it'll be a press conference afterwards in a suit and tie at MCC yeah. or some shit. So with the game, Melbourne came back quite well and, you know, it looked uh, like it might be a bit dangerous at one stage, but as soon as Jared Wake kicked three, I knew North was going to win just because whenever he's up and about... <laughs> it says something, doesn't it? You, you know that uh, it, it's pretty ordinary. For me, there. what was impressive with the Melbourne fight back in the middle um, two quarters was it wasn't Bernie Vince and it wasn't Nathan Jones. Yeah. It shows yeah. that they're starting to get some depth now. So and I think it shows they're starting to have an influence on the people around them as well. Yeah, absolutely. They've got some absolute guns of the future there. Yeah. And look, I've always said Nathan Jones will get a game in any other squad any side. and yep. flourish. Yeah, he'll be in the leadership group yep. of any other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you say that, but um, for this match, I thought Jacobs actually gave him a bit of a touch-up. Yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. They, they weren't the influence yeah. um, mm. that, that uh, caused Melbourne to get back into the side. Yeah. Um, certainly with uh, a big focus focal point up forward in Hogan, um, who was yep. manhandling um, uh, Scotty Thompson, who's an all-Australian. Yeah. Um, He's had a pretty shit run recently, but uh, yeah, what, what can you do? But I, I Hogan did... is only a first-year player. He should have been getting uh, a lesson, but no, nah, he was too strong, too mobile, and just full of confidence. He looked brilliant. 
And I think that was the key with Hogan was that he was mobile as well. He wasn't yep. just a leading out from the goal square. Like when it was getting a bit sort of parched up forward, he had no worries coming in the ground. But when he needed to, like he was only coming down mm. to present a feasible option. He wasn't yeah. just coming down to wander down and try and get a kick, try and pick up a loose ball or anything. It was when they needed a lead and they needed someone to take a strong mark from, I'd generally say wing down to center forward. He was there and presented an option when he needed to be. Which is what you want from a big forward. Yeah. You can you'd be more threatening than just sitting in the goal square. And he's not big. He's like he's tall, but he's not thick. He's not solid. He, he's not going to muscle many people out. It's kind he's of separate, agile. Though. He's bigger than you think. I, I think he's stronger than he looks too. But, yeah. but young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. He's, he's, he's only going to get bigger. And I love his attitude. I love like even if he does something wrong, he's not going to take shift. No one. He's there giving it back to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He's he's asserting his dominance in that position. Where and, um, you're chasing me around all day, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not chasing you around all day. You're chasing me around. Scotty Thompson Gets doesn't mind right. a bit of niggle, uh, famously. Yeah. And Hogan gave it right back to him. Yep. Yep. He was not intimidated. Yep. You, you can't be. I think he was the one who had the quip against the Bulldogs when Bob Murphy said, "You're come on, you, you can't miss this. You're oh, the yeah. you're the Melbourne's great yeah. white hope. Yeah. Kicks the goal and goes, there's your great white hope yeah. and points to Tom Boyd sitting <laughs> on the bench. Yeah. Um, so he, he's got that He's got that swagger. Yeah, yeah. You need that. And, geez, build a team around him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and they're going to. Footy's um, 105% mental. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at the other end. I thought it was good to see Lindsay Thomas have a good return, and plus he he worked his ass off when the ball was going the other way, which it was going off the other way a right. fucking lot of the time when it was getting kicked shit he in the ho- uh, kicked in shit a shit house manner into the forward line. <laughs> well, I think that a couple of weeks in the VFL can do that to you. Well, yeah, yeah he um, he flat out uh, after the match said that it was uh, due to being uh, well not in the uh, team rule spirit or something like that lazy cunt I think pretty uh, much yeah. uh, is what it Scott boiled Corbett. down to um, yep. or show body shit and uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I didn't see him doing the staging and throwing the head back on the match either well I think he's, he's certainly copped his fair share of flack for it and yep. rightly so yep. like I said Look, fair no argument um, you know something else I really liked about this game was uh, Lyndon Dunn on Benny Brown thought they were giving each other plenty it was yeah. just it was a good battle and I, I can't true. tell you who won yeah um, out of that, which is just a, a great contest between I'm, two players. I'm actually gutted that Brown's uh, done a calf. Uh, he, he might be able to come back next week, but I'd almost wish he didn't. Well, he he came back on the ground though. Yeah, but, but um, geez, he's a, a player that we need for the next five or ten years. Yeah, ten. So he, yeah. he does look like that player though, like um, McIntosh. He's going to oh, no. struggle through to a hundred games. He's going to be <laughs> in and out, in and out, in and out. But he, unlike McIntosh, it seems like he's okay to play hurt like he's a, one of those Tasmanian farmer types where he's like oh yeah you know I had to take three toes off one foot but you know I've, I've got three <laughs> now more now I've got seven <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, look um, still uh, battling for their spot in the eight um, uh, north um, six at the minute but it is very tight there they've got a, a nice run home well, so they should be okay the nice run's kind of ended they've got Saints next and then I think it's Frio Bulldogs Richmond and they need to be Bulldogs and Richmond. Yeah, it's going to be good. They're going to be some good games. Uh, Freo, you'd probably say they're Almost probably not going to be. Yeah. I think that's head-to-head who you're competing for for final spots. Yeah, yeah so, and I think especially that, Richmond. You're going to, whoever gets those final spots is going to earn it. Like, that, run's going to be, that run's going to be brilliant. Because I think uh, Richmond play the Bulldogs as well, don't they? Yeah, we, we, have a, we have a tough end into the season. I think we've got the Swans. I think we just played the Hawks, but so that one's gone. Yeah. We played Freo, but we've got uh, West Coast again, I think. Ooh. We've got North for around 23... If you've got West Coast, it'd be over there. To, no, I'm pretty sure you don't have West Coast. We don't have West Coast? I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure. I thought we played them twice and Freer once, or maybe the other way around. Oh, no, other way around. Sorry, West Coast once and Freer twice, because yep. we won over in Freer and they beat us in return. Like, yeah. 
anyway. But, um, but every game for Richmond is a tough game because yeah. fuck knows what they're going to put up. I do like how you've got North Bulldogs and Richmond playing a, a round robin essentially, essentially for that sixth uh, for that seventh and eighth spot. And thank well, fuck they changed that round twenty three match for yeah. us on the Friday night. It's just gonna be a cracker. You say that, but Bulldogs are sitting fourth, and I can't see them dropping fourth. No, I don't no. think they're going to finish there. No. Now. no, I mean you know when we win and we drop spots, there's witchcraft at play here. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, math. On t- uh, in a, this round of football, round nineteen, we decided it was, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Um, we had we set- decided. Uh, we had uh, Brisbane play Gold Coast in a battle for the Wooden Spoon. It's good to see that that game was not the worst game of the round. Yes, yeah. GWS versus Essendon was. Yes, was it yes. three goals to two at half time? And it just like it wasn't pretty. It was there was. Yeah, it's I'm, hard to sell this game. I'm not going to blame GWS for that. I thought Essendon just weren't in it. Oh. They did not give a fuck. Yeah, but you still you only kick two goals to half time. Um, yeah, but they they fixed that up in the fourth quarter. Like, granted, the first half was hard to watch. It was shit house. But um, to me, it was Essendon didn't want to be there. Um, they are worn down, and I know uh, Bob and Thompson came out and said they were drowning and everything, and heard and some oh, people said that's terrible. Heard said he was flabbergasted. I'm like, why is that flabbergasting? <laughs> like, did you not watch the match? He stated the obvious truth. Like, uh, and I, you guys are fucking struggling. You've I, got a, a Brownlow medal winner in Cooney. Four shots a goal, four out of bounds in the full. Yeah. Like, if that's not travelling like a shithead, I don't know well, what it is. to be fair, I think he had rang around last week. He was yeah, feeling he's, pretty generous. I mean, he, he's had the rang around hangover? Well, he was just trying to give balls to the crowd during the game. They're worth more than just fucking signing those shit small ones afterwards After games, and he, he, to little kids. He's doing his bit to expand football in the Western City. He's just showing some initiative, and I think we've got to get behind him and support him. So, you know. Yeah, good luck with that. I think uh, most of the Essendon supporters are <laughs> not listening, so fuck them. <laughs> They're probably fair behind him to stick the knives in. Trust but, me, if uh, you're an Essendon supporter, you ain't listening to the podcast. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't watching fucking talking footy. Oh, jeez. They you're, might need him, though. He you're might talking be, about the Wallabies winner of the All Blacks. He might be one of the few players playing there. Speaking of which, thank fuck the AFL didn't hold on to Izzy Falau. Oh, like, we are ripping rugby union off one of the fucking superstars if we held on to him. Well, I, nicked him, we've we've done rugby union a favour because we nicked him off rugby league. Yes, turned him into a true. crap footballer, and then but stripped the weight off him. And yeah. Now he's good for rugby union. Engine and, so, uh, yeah. Oh my god, you're welcome. He was incredible. Yeah, um, which is great because I'd much rather watch that game than this one. Yeah, this was shit. Yeah, well, um, yeah. When the other options are cricket. So yeah, what else happened in rugby union? Was <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. I know we, we lost the netball. Against New Zealand, I'm pretty sure. If you listen to the podcast, I've made my feelings known about netball. Was it the men's or the women's? There's <laughs> uh, a difference. Um, the thing about the the Giants, the Giants uh, sitting tenth at the minute. They've still got a chance to play September. I don't think they're going to get there. But how awesome is their forward setup now that Patton's back as well? Oh shit! Yeah, because you got Cameron, you got Patton, you've got Stewart and McCarthy playing in the twos. Jeez, they got some firepower, dude. They and they got some injuries that are waiting to come back as well. That are staunches. Yeah, unfortunately, jeez, staunches. I, I yeah. think they'd be um, cemented in the eight if Mumford was still playing. Yeah, jeez, they they could build a side around him. Yeah, and, oh, fuck yeah. And uh, Heath Shaw, Shields, Shields, who's gone for the rest yeah. of the season too. Like, fuck me, Heath Shaw is playing one of his best seasons. 
Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Considering he's a premiership player, that's saying yep. something. Yeah, and I think like we're talking about Brisbane where you've got to start building a team with a very strong midfield. I think your next step is having that general in the back lines. And I yep. think Heath Shaw is filling that Beautiful. role for GOS like fantastically. If they can just keep their players in the field, yeah. and as a young team like that, you've got to expect the, the injuries that they've got coming into the AFL because fucking there's some big motherfuckers playing AFL, you know what I mean? See, I actually disagree. I think GOS are going to make the eight just because their run is pretty nice. Uh, they've got Sydney, which will be a tough one. It'll be tough. But, but uh, apart from that, they've, to get got, up for that. they've got Port, who are in any ways at the moment. Yeah. I reckon I'll get Port. Um, after that, they've got... Where are we? I think they play... Do they play Adelaide and Adelaide? No. Uh, they've no. got Port, then Sydney. Obviously, that's up there. Um, then they've got Carlton. Oh, up, there's, up, there's up in Sydney. There's a win. And they've got Melbourne. In or, round 23. I tell you what, geez, it'll be interesting if it comes down to GWS versus Melbourne. But, I think if GWS are playing for a final spot, they'll give Melbourne a fucking bath. It'll be a, a great spectacle, but uh, it is so tight around that middle. Um, well, that's the thing. They'll need percentage. Yeah. So it won't just be... They can't just beat Melbourne. They have to pummel the living hell out of them, which will be a great character test for Melbourne. And I think it'll be... Uh, maybe a chance for us to see exactly what GWS can do. Well, they've, they've got 10 wins on the board. Um, if they so they really need like twelve wins is almost enough, but unfortunately Geelong and Adelaide have got uh, that draw. Mm. Um, well, so that they really need three out of the next four. So if they drop the Sydney game, they've got to win the others. And look, I, I pencil them in. The one that'll decide it will be that Melbourne game because yeah. I've got them. They'll beat Carlton. Um, yep. I've, I've noted about that. The Port Adelaide one over there. I, I reckon they'll still beat Port just because Port are struggling at the moment. Um, well, Port twelve, the, yeah, they're math, like we said, mathematically possible. But anyway, we'll, we'll find out this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if GWS beat Port this weekend, I reckon they play finals. It'd be very interesting. I, I think they're an ab- absolutely excellent chance to do it. And I'd say I'd, I'd watch them in finals too. Oh, of course, yeah, um, be good. I we've been saying it all year. They play an attractive brand of football, and it's well worth the fifteen bucks you might spend to go see them yeah. at Canberra. I mean, what the fuck else well, going to do in Canberra? I, I think they might. Uh, Get a final, uh, play a final, but I don't think they'll be hosting one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. they've had a few sellouts in Canberra and uh, uh, Spotless is at a, it's a baby decent steps crowd. For them. Um, and the final game of the round is St Kilda and the Dockers. Um, look, it, Saints have been a bit of a bogey side um, for the Dockers the last couple of years, so they actually sent over the big boy team this time. Uh, my team, look at that. Well, usually they rest eight players with general soreness when they come for a late season game over here. Oh, yeah, well, Windy Hill flu. Yeah, I didn't know they were one. in the military, old general soreness. Um, general soreness. So like major injury. When you know Sanderlands is making the trip across the country, you know that they're taking it serious. So, uh, yeah, it takes up four seats. I think um, Ross Lyon even said after the game, in the second half, they just, you know, we've we got some tired bodies, we just, we'll coast this one in. They were resting up because they got the derby this week, or the derby. Um, derby, yeah, it depends where you're from, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? I think they call it a derby, and everyone yeah, else yeah. calls it a derby. I think Northern Territory, it's a derby. <laughs> um, so they were well and truly coasting, um, and uh, the Saints got a couple of late goals in the fourth just to make it um, interesting. The queue was in the rack, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, like Fremantle had a good chance to crack the 100 for the first time in a long time, um, and they probably should have, considering what they did up until half time, but didn't give a shit. Well, Lyons isn't playing to finish or second or whatever, he's playing for a flag. Exactly, um, and nothing else satisfies them. No, so he would have just said, all right, this game's won, percentage I'm not really fucked about. Q in the rack. I just want to make sure we get off the game without injuries. Yeah, exactly right. And I think for the credibility of, of 
um, Lions sort of legacy. He, he needs a flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always been talked about as a good player, but a he's never that flag. A good coach, sorry. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who you who you are. Um, uh, we've said this before. Uh, Terry Wallace did, uh, said it on radio once. Who's the best coach to never win a flag? Me. Um, I, I'm betting it wasn't. Oh. But, you know, who's the best coach to never win a flag? And you go, uh, and that's the point. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't really name one. Uh, most of the time you name someone, and you're like, oh, hang on, no, they want a flag with so-and-so. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Dean uh, Ladley. <laughs> Probably not that one either. Probably not that one. But, I mean, that's the point, though. Um, yeah. Rightly or wrongly, at the end of the day, coaches are judged by flags. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And he's uh, 0 for 4 from grand finals at the minute. Who was or, the one well, before Malcolm Blight at Adelaide? Uh, Robert Shaw. Jared. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, Robert Shaw. That's yeah. You I'm, keep thinking all you like, but it was Robert Shaw. Right, right. I thought he, he did, did a pretty good job. Thinking of a dude with like the grey sort of crew cut looking fucking head. Neil Craig. No, no, no. He was after. He was after. Okay, well, went Corns Shaw. He was a Collingwood player or some shit. Um, I don't think a Collingwood player has uh, ever coached. Gary S. Gary S. He came after Blight. Oh, okay. Because he, he, he went to Geelong after Blight and he went to Adelaide <laughs> after Blight. Yeah, there you go. And then he went to the VFA. Did he go to the same time for that? Or? <laughs> um, for more than 16 weeks. Um, What's that? I can't really talk about Steel and Saints coaches. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's worked well for you. Yeah, it's worked out fucking great, Spud Frawley. Jesus. <laughs> he, he's made much more money out of media than he ever did out of coaching. Uh, look, uh, Rewalt. Kick the one in a rough old night uh, for um, for the Saints, but you know the the contest was killed at halftime, and I think it was a bit of a training session and you know, bruise free football after that. Um, and I think we've, we've picked Saints as well for one more sort of inspiring win before the, the season's out. And they'll get it. I think that's been really sort of the feather in their cap for this season is the determination and heart they've shown. Where yeah. St Kilda have proved themselves for this season to be that team where it does not matter how much you're beating them by. They can come back. They're, they're still trying. Yeah. Uh, well, and in the past, you would have said the same about the Western Bulldogs. Yeah. And where they are now, I think, is where St Kilda are on the track to be in maybe two, three well, years. Well, I think that everyone's um, the the Bulldogs are ahead of, ahead of schedule. Yep. Um, so they're, they're going well. And so. I don't think anyone's broken St Kilda. Not many people have broken St Kilda this year. Where it doesn't matter how they're they're always coming back. But it's almost like a, a MMA reference where you say you have to impose your will on a team yeah. to dominate them. Mm. I don't think anyone's really imposed their will on the Saints completely this season. Well, I think their young lads are just too hungry. I think the young lads have, have proven to be standouts. Well, I mean, uh, did uh, is Bruce, Bruce played? Yeah, yeah he Bruce played. played. He, yeah, he only played. kicked the one, um, so he's had a little bit of a quiet night. Yeah. But, but he was uh, always moving. He was never one of the guys that dropped his head and went, no, nah, not my night, I'll just put the cue in the rack. He was leading hard, trying to get the ball, chasing up when the ball's yeah. um, getting run back out of the forward line. Yeah. Um, just, showing every, awareness as well as a forward. Every team wants a forward with that hunger. And you yeah. don't see him get down much, you know what I mean? Like complain and just sit there and carry on. He's, he seems to have a very awareness of what's going on. And if they don't have the ball, then he's looking at what he does defensively as a forward line player. I've never seen him caught talking to the umpire yeah, like because uh, yeah. so many and it shits me to tears when you see a forward um, he hasn't been given a free kick or a mark or whatever no. and he's there chatting to the umpire saying you know what the fuck meanwhile the ball's dropped out and the yeah. opposition's got the ball out and it's moving to the forward, uh, the forward line uh, as a coach you'd want to stab the bloke who does that yeah. Yeah. So I've never ever seen him even have a word to the umpire yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're saying that, um, imposing your will against St Kilda, I just decided to have a look up. Their average losing margin is yep. six goals, oh, really? um, which isn't that bad. But I mean, there's one or two losses that can 
sort of skew those results yeah, yeah. Um, slightly, which is why you've got Fremantle have the worst average losing margin because they've only lost yeah. two games and one was by 80 points. Yeah. Um, but it shows that they haven't been you know routinely flogged. Yep. Um, their lowest score for the year is 49. Um, so there's quite a few teams that are below that. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's about eighth in uh, eighth best in the le- in the league in both of those uh, two stats. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that's all right for them. And they're I thought, certainly not eighth best in the league. So. No. Um, and I thought the other good thing for them is the form of Lee Montagna. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and this isn't the first time we've said this. So he's showing that um, he is consistency as a leader in that team because yep. you know they've lost Del Santo and Goddard. But even um, before that, like a gradual little sort of leeway where they lost Ball, they lost uh, yep. Kaczynski, they lost um, Del Santo. They lost, and it always seems like he could have been that player. Where if they didn't yeah. have those ones to begin with, yeah. He, yeah. They, like, he could have been a superstar that was just sort of a couple of years got held back. And the other thing I did notice, and especially looking at the stats now, the amount of tackles. Um, you, you're getting a nice spread of tacklers. Like uh, Frio, we look at their tackles, and you've got... Uh, Mundy, where are we? Mundy, Crozier, and uh, Deboa and Mazungu with five plus. Whereas with the uh, Saints, we've got Montagna with six, Armitage, uh, Nunes, uh, Geary, Gilbert, all with five plus as well. So uh, yeah. they're spreading their tackle load quite well. Um, sounds kind of they're spreading their tackle load better than they were spreading their tackle previously. Say, don't be spreading your tackles load fucking anywhere on the footy. <laughs> well, it's St Kilda, so they're sort of famous for that shit. <laughs> I can say St Kilda are very, very famous for spreading their tackle all through social media. <laughs> yeah, well, Montagna's been so head and shoulders above that. Sort of, uh, oh, no, sorry, that it was, was Del Santo, yeah, but anyway. That, that was <laughs> yeah, and Nicky Dale to this day swears it was cold when those photos were taken. Um, you know, which is, hey, that's a good attitude to have when you're getting pasted everywhere. Anyway. Um, and look, uh, Fremantle never really stretched. They're looking at uh, bigger things this year. I think this pretty much... Tackle, getting tackled on social media, never really stretched, looking at bigger things. Yeah, yeah that's uh, we Fremantle. Can, we can run on. Um, they've pretty much sewn up um, the minor premiership with this one. Um, it'll take something extraordinary for them <laughs> not to get it. It'll take a shipload coming from Tom Waterhouse for them not to sew that one up. <laughs> uh, so let's have a look at uh, round 20 coming up. Um, the first game we've got is Sydney hosting Collingwood at the SCG. And like we said, Collingwood have been a bit of a bogey side for Sydney. They've knocked them off the last couple of times. Yep. Um, if Franklin comes back, you give him a big chance. Yep. If he doesn't, ooh, it could be a sneaky one for Collingwood. They're up and about. Yeah, yeah. well, up and about, they've just broken their six-game losing streak. But Yeah, you're right. But I'd say four or maybe five of those games, they played well. Uh, well, yeah, unlucky, yeah. unlucky. You, you can't really sort of underestimate the impact of injury, especially with Collingwood down there as well. There's been a few teams where you can legitimately say they've struggled with injuries, yep. and I think Collingwood have really been one where they sort of got to the highest they were at the start of the season based on the young talent. Yep. But you've seen when young talent struggle to fill out a whole season because you get sort of t- injuries just from not being strong enough to play yep. that game out of a whole season. So mm-hmm. I think this game gets won in the w- midfield. If Penelbury and Swan yep. can dominate Hanabry. Um, Parker, Kennedy, oh, the, Jack. The big part there is if. If, yeah. Like, Pendlebury and Swan are top quality midfielders, absolutely. But to me, uh, their second tier is nowhere near as good as Sydney's. No. Uh, and I still think that um, uh, Sydney will win, but I don't think it'll be a walkover. 
See, here's what I think. I think I agree with the if Collingwood's second tier stands up, which they have done this season. Yeah, I think they I think they win the game. I think you've got the, like the for solos. Um, you've got the uh, side bottom. He, he can be handy. Side bottom. You've got um, uh, Jamie Elliott. Like those sort of players. Um, you got Benny Reid had a, a decent game back in uh, last yeah, season. Second time up is it will be a test for him. So yeah, good. if, if these run. players stand up, um, I think that's where the game won lost because I think Swan and Penry are always going to be class. Competitors, so there's yeah. no question about that, and they're going to be ones that are going to stand out, um, regardless of who they're playing against. It doesn't matter; they're champions of the, of the site. So, and they're very smart decision makers. It's a nice beer, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Essendon hosting Adelaide. The Eddie had um, Adelaide. I reckon looking for percentage in this one. Uh, if you tip Essendon, you're a diehard supporter, because uh, or you've rigged the fucking game. Yeah. Just because there is no way known anyone is betting money on Essendon. I think Adelaide will enjoy the dry track at Etihad. Yeah. Um, they could put in a, a put on a clinic here. Um, percentage is important for them against Geelong only because yeah. they're the two mm. with the the draw um, around the middle of the pack. They need a big percentage um, yeah. to sort of cement themselves. Yeah, I think Adelaide win with a, a home home crowd advantage. At, at <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll get more crow supporters there. So I'm tipping bets to kick a bag. I think you'll get six seven. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, th- one of the things that has been going well for Essendon is their small defenders in uh, Bagley and Hocking. Yeah, Hocking yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is the one thing they've got going for them this year. Well, and Hurley yeah. as their defender. Yeah, I think he's injured at the minute, though. Yeah, I think he might have been injured, yeah. Um, well, they're fucked then. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. they've got Carlisle and Hooker's back now, but they've kept Hooker up forward and Carlisle down back. It'll be interesting to see who goes oh, to geez. Walker. It'll be interesting who goes to Jacobs. <laughs> Source what? Well, they're playing Giles. It could be Ranger on Ranger violence. Oh, the if if Giles is out, you yeah. think McKernan's going to get the gig again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess he's also. Imagine, imagine that though, because McKernan he got embarrassed by Goldstein, and I think Jacobs is uh, up around Goldstein's mobility level. You, you say he got embarrassed. I don't think he got thoroughly beaten, but he certainly didn't embarrass himself. He, yeah. he tried. Yeah, well, but he got. Beaten for, in every stat you can imagine, he got as, beaten as he a ruckman. Like, he got embarrassed, but he was yes. playing out of position essentially. Yeah, he, he, he exactly. looked like he hadn't played many games. Yeah, as a ruckman especially. Yeah. But um, if if they go with McKernan against Jacobs, Jacobs is going to just towel him up. Yeah, um, but, and I think even Jacobs versus Giles, I think he's going to towel him up. I think Adelaide will be disappointed with anything under a ten goal win. And the thing is, I think in this game, Adelaide might even sort of concede the ruck and work around yeah. their, their on-ball strategy and how they work it around, how they set up their structure around the, losing the ruck. Um, Adelaide, they'll shit in the ruck. Yeah, you mean Essendon? Sorry, Essendon, the, yeah. 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 I was with you all the way. Yeah, I was yeah, the same thing. But it, it'll be hard to try and out-rove Dangerfield, Sloan. Uh, you know. Yeah, they, they've got a yeah. good midfield. Yeah. There's no doubt. I think Adelaide really need to kick into the gear in this one and kick yeah. it off the park. Heppel has been a quality player for this season, but... I'd still take Dangerfield. Uh, North Melbourne hosting St Kilda down in uh, sunny Hobart. Well, everything says North Melbourne should have a fucking massive win, which probably which means, means it's going to come down to the wire. Means you would tip St yeah. Kilda then. Um, well, I'm still tipping North, but I reckon they'll come out exactly the same as we have this week. They come out to a bit of a bit of a lead, and then they'll just sit on their fucking ass and it'll come back in. Port hosting GWS at Adelaide Oval in the Sunday afternoon game. Uh, two interesting things to come out of this is if Port give a shit. And if Port supporters give a shit, because if they don't get a full house, yeah. I think that's a real indictment yep. on uh, those fans. Yep. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Um, especially with 
Adelaide crowds have generally been really good at supporting their players. But brilliant the last couple of years. They've mm-hmm. always had a team that's been in the mid or above. Mid or above. They're not very uh, often they're down the bottom. And so I think it'll be a test where when the hope's not there, do the fans come out and watch it. And especially moving to Adelaide Oval, which is fucking right next to the city. Yep. There's mm-hmm. no excuse for not going to that game. Well, I think it'll be a difference between people who are good time supporters and people who love football. If you, yeah. like, if you love football... This is a game to watch because you've got two fast-moving teams. Last week against the Bulldogs, Port didn't get their game going. Yeah, but GWS are Shit playing a, a similar. Back at the fucking Portress this week. <laughs> yeah. so. But GWS play a similar style of game. They run in packs. They move it quickly. Um, they play the game that Port has uh, had good results with in the previous uh, years. So, yeah. regardless of the result of this game, if they have forty thousand, it shows that uh, their off-field game has in, yep. has kept on. And yeah. they've really kicked goals. It's not superficial. Yep. And, and the supporters aren't as twatty as uh, they have the reputation for being. And the thing is, after I lived in Adelaide for a fair while, and they fucking love their footy. They love they their mm, footy. Yep. But the thing is, their media are as footy-hungry as <laughs> sort of the English press are on yeah. their sports, where they need to report something. They report if it's good, and they will jump on you if it's bad. But like they just want to report something. Absolutely. So that's half the battle is keeping sort of uh, the public interest in your game because it can turn so quick and just be demoralizing. And it's always funny when um, you get people from Adelaide just say, oh, yeah, and what about what happened with Rory, Rory Sloan in the week? And in Melbourne, you're like, well, what happened with Rory Sloan? I have no idea. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I had fucking Rory Sloan in my Supercoach team for like four weeks when he was injured. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, I've already sucked again. What happened this week? Ah, oh, shit, didn't play. Uh, Saturday night, Geelong and Hawthorne at the MCG. I tell you what, Hawthorne have pants Geelong the last three times they've played, I think. Um, geez, Geelong are coming good at the right time. And yeah. that, this is perfect timing for them to come up against Hawthorne again. And at the G as well. At the G. Well, they only play at the G because it's mm. going to be a massive crowd. Exactly. But it's a big test. Because like, Geelong have always been, you know, whenever they win down at home, it's like, yeah, but yeah. But it's at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the good thing is that this is on a Saturday night, so you know. It, so we can any- go. Oh yeah, we're going. Fuck yes, but uh, if anyone out there is watching from home, um, have a drinking game, and every time the commentators say unsociable, uh, <laughs> yeah. take a shot or you know a bit of a skull, <laughs> and if you survive to the end of the fucking match, <laughs> uh, big hearty double thumbs up to you because it, it's going to be brutal. And remember, kids, drink irresponsibly. It's more fun. <laughs> yeah. um, I tell you what, there's no babies, and there's going to be a a lot of people watching because the other game is Brisbane versus Carlton. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think um, the uh, screens at the ground will probably be showing the Geelong Hawthorne game rather than the replays of Brisbane Carlton. Um, I'm going to tip uh, Brisbane in that one. I think they'll actually give a shit. Well, there's nothing in Carlton uh, winning or losing. There's nothing in Carlton. Full stop. Essentially, this is the wooden spoon game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for the second week in a row, Brisbane are playing in a wooden spoon game. Yeah. They lost last week. I don't think they'll lose this week. But the thing is, I, I, I think there's more upside for Brisbane winning this. Technically, what's a loss and what's a win? Really? Well, Four points, yeah, technically. Okay. You know, and you've got... Yeah. Uh, the argument so is you get first draft pick. But Brisbane need on-field success more than they need that first draft pick, in my opinion. Yeah, oh. but Carlton don't. No, Carlton... Uh, shit. Yeah, um, so they'll be, they'll want draft picks more than they want on field success because they don't even have a legitimate coach uh, yet. Uh, so, <laughs> are you suggesting that Carlton would manipulate results in order to get priority draft picks? Well, no, they just uh, give a lot of their young players uh, chance to excel in positions where they don't normally play. I wouldn't say that they would co-conspire with a competitor to fix something, but I mean they're f- sponsored by Vizzy, so fucking <laughs> got a bit of a history for it. I guess who's the who's 
more famous for dodgy deals, Vizzy or Carlton? It's, I'll tell you what, it's, <laughs> it's touch and say, go. I like how you speak like that, two different things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to get to the Sunday games. Richmond hosting Gold Coast. Um, traditionally, Gold Coast have worried Richmond, but uh, the MCG, <laughs> I think they'll, uh, they'll get the job done. I think Richmond are worried enough about this match that they'll take it seriously, Super and, seriously. and smash it. I think if Ablett's in the team, he's, I think he's that not, he's finished. I know, but I think that that um, sort of promotion strategy from Richmond, where they put too much concentration on him, right, and that uh, sort of eats into what their game plan is. But with him out of the team, I think Richmond uh, will play their game and um, sort of get the job done, impose their will. Yep. Um, Etihad Stadium's got the Bulldogs in Melbourne. Um, going on last week, I hope Melbourne show up because Bulldogs love Etihad and they could run away. Look, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 22 of Melbourne supporters will rock up. <laughs> I think uh, the Bulldogs are going to do to Melbourne what North should have done to Melbourne. They are going to take a massive lead from the first quarter and just never give it up. Yeah, good cement um, top four spot um, for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Which has been the curse recently. Uh, yeah, that four spot. Yeah, Everyone seems to drop yeah. out. Um, okay, and the, finally, the Western Australian Derby Derby, Fremantle versus West Coast. Uh, West Coast have lost McFarlane, but look to get Johnson back. Uh, sorry, Frio. Uh, Frio have lost McFarlane and look to get Johnson back. West Coast have lost Lacroix and McGovern. Maybe get Nick Nat back. No. I put it to you, though, that it is not in Frio's best interest to win this game. I agree. Because um, they'd much rather have West Coast sitting in second than Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. And agree. there's no guarantee that Hawthorne can get to, uh, will get over uh, Geelong or Port. Um <laughs> And they'll get over Brisbane and, look, and Carlton. They, they'd rather Port Orge along over Hawthorne anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so if West Coast win this game, that pretty much sews up the top two spots of WA sides. Yep. The last thing Frio wants to do is play a derby final. Yeah. they yep. want people getting on the four-hour flight. They want a one-sided, yep. yeah, want yep. a one-sided crowd as well. They're just yep. sitting there and they're just bellowing out that Frio. Yep. But they're not booing. So... I think they were actually really disappointed that Lacroix and McGovern aren't playing. Yeah, it makes that much harder to fix the result. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the plus the thing is, even if they free a win by ten goals, but if they lose one player to injury, if yep. they end up with yeah. uh, Sandlins having a niggle, or you know, even Pavlich, he gets a broken nose. I mean, that's a twelve week injury for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, they, their flag so takes a big hit, which. Does Fife come back this week then? Or no, do you I, say, Fife, you know what? That groin might be a bit dodgy. Round 19. You don't, round 20. You don't play to win minor week. premierships. Um, no one ever has minor premiership and reunions. I think they can drop this game and the minor premierships not in not in doubt. Well, in that case, fucking yeah. Fife, take a hike, mate. Look, go, uh, go surfing or whatever the fuck you want to do. I think this is the last week that you can rest Fife. I think you yeah. want him three games going yeah. into the finals to hit peak form. I think this is, yeah... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Actually, I was going to say no until I did the math and realized that... Um, 20, 21, 22, 23 is actually four games. Yeah, there's four games to go. Yeah. So I think you can rest, rest him this week and have three games within the finals and yeah. he'll be hitting peak and he'll be like fit 
ready to go. It's mm-hmm. almost like a training camp for a mixed martial arts fight. Even if you think that um, someone like Goldstein or, or Shuey or Pritis might win the medal over Fife because yep. he's been out. Yep. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not here to win Brownlow's. Exactly. I guarantee you there's more Brownlow medalists that are trade in the Brownlow for a premiership oh, than absolutely. would do the opposite. Yeah. And generally, to win a Brownlow, your team needs to win games. So yep. I think he's looking pretty good. Um, so it I would think not, Pritis is looking pretty good too. It would yeah, not, well, he won well, games. So. It would not surprise me at all yeah. if Frio do, you know, rest him for one more week. Yeah. But anyway. I think Frio um, are going to play it probably about 75%. It would be very interesting because... They hate West Coast. Mm. They Everybody, um, every fibre of their being hates yeah. the Crosstown rivals. The funny thing is, is that, I mean, if Freer lose, they can blame the Freer, the Freer Mental Doctor. Yeah. Like, literally, the Freer Mental Doctor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ruled everyone out. Oh, it's just going to... The headlines write themselves up. Yeah, don't they? So it'll be very interesting to see how this one goes. Um, because, you know, they're not, they're not one to give West Coast anything. Yeah. But West Coast are hurting at the minute. Yeah. Um, and it's actually in their best interest if West Coast win. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, the way footy goes sometimes. Yep. Um, well, that'll do it then for this yeah. week. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. All right. Peace. Bye. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>